Brothers and sisters, it's time for Angel Repair Juice. Hi, this is Trina Nishimura here at Indiana Comic Con, and you're listening to Angel Repair Juice. Greetings and welcome to another edition of Angel Repair Juice. That fellow over there is... James. James. Tiberius Kirk. James. Of Tiberius. the Starship Enterprise. Oh boy. Yep. You heard it right. James Kirk has joined Angel Repair Juice. And my name is Matthew Pink. Actually, who am I today? You're Matthew Pink. Oh, I don't get to be someone famous. Is that how this works? No. <laughs> I don't get to... I actually was someone famous you you was you were someone famous so who were you mr famous guy well i was captain james tiberius (laughs) Kirk at comic-con oh i see okay so let's do this the right way real quick so that people know who who, what this is this is angel repair juice and my name is matthew pancake and that fellow over there's name is henry volk and he's actually joins me on skype for a program of about um anime and manga, and whatever else we happen to be thinking of at the moment, from a Lutheran perspective. Now, that's as niche as you can get, but that's what they say that these programs should be, just as as tight a niche as you can get. So if you can imagine what it's like being Lutherans watching anime, then this is the program for you. Now, what Henry was alluding to, though, was that he went to a Comic-Con. Was that last week? Yes, it was. Okay, now tell us what that was like. It was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> Everybody uh, has to remember Henry's a little sleepy right now. Yes. Just a little bit, yeah. but but try to remember what it was like and get excited again and, and tell us you were you were in cosplay, huh? I was in cosplay as no one other than James Tiberius Kirk, my role model, the ultimate man. Uh, it was shatastic, by the way. Um, shatterific, shatastic. Uh, Carrie Fisher was there, man. And um, my brother was going to get an autograph from her, but her line was so ridiculously long. Um, my theory is, is that the only way you were ever going to get an autograph from Carrie Fisher is if you got there when the doors opened and you stayed until like midnight. Then you may have gotten the chance to get one. Who else but, was there? Uh, well, it had a bunch of people, a lot of voice actors, um, anime voice actors, but my brother got an autograph from Billy West, the voice of a fry on a future oh, yeah. album. Oh, yeah. It was pretty cool because he like called me when he was getting his autograph, and he's like, hey, Billy West, would you talk to my brother? And he's like, hey, Henry, what planet are you from? And threw out a bunch of Futurama lines. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. See, I couldn't go. Because the the fact is, is Henry lives in a whole different part of the the country than I do. Um, yeah. If I went to one, it would probably be in Orlando. Um, they have them here every year, but I've never been to one. Sometimes I feel like I'm too old for that. <laughs> not, not because not because you know of the geek Obviously, factor. I'm to just one. too old for that. I mean, just I'm just too old for it. <laughs> I, I don't even go to Disney anymore. <laughs> There was a time when I would have, you know, 
jumped. I mean, as a matter of fact, there's been lots of times where I've jumped and, and headed over to Universal. That's actually more fun than Disney, but I'm just too old for it now. <laughs> if I could find the right, I'd go as Danbo. That's a, anybody wants to know what that is, just Google it. Danbo. The Japanese like Danbo. He's awesome. Do you know? You don't know who Danbo is. I, I am. I have no idea who Danbo is. You have no idea who Danbo is. No. Oh my not. goodness. Okay, then here's some homework for you and for our listeners. You need to get on Google and you need to Google Danbo. D A N space B O Danbo. You have to do that, and then you have to report back to us. And if you get it wrong, you have to buy uh, Henry the mug that he wants. Has anybody yeah. has anybody bid on that yet? No, man. No one's even contacted me. It's getting to be sad. I, I'm starting to think that nobody actually cared. Oh, well, now, we're just now building this. It's not, I mean, there are, there are people who know, and, and worse than that, we've been kind of bad about not getting a weekly release at least That's on this true. thing. So, but, but the thing is, is you're wrapped up in some things. I'm wrapped up in some things. I'm doing, um, um, I'm actually subbing for our organist for various reasons and that takes up some time and you've got things going on that takes up time so that and i do radical grace radio too and 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 a number of other things so but anyway now here is the part where i I don't know i haven't come up with a news bump yet but the big news from a couple of weeks ago that uh you put it into the show notes and i haven't forgotten it yet no i don't think anybody could forget the fact that Leonard Nimoy passed away, um, and I, well, that's more than two weeks ago now, but it's it, it it doesn't matter. Because even though at least people who followed him on Twitter knew that he was not in, his, in the best of health lately, it's still kind of... This one hit me in, in a way. I really, that weekend, I, I had this sensation of having a broken heart. I, I really did. Um, I don't know how it affected you, Henry, but it yeah. just... Uh, it was, I mean, it's kind of a shock, I guess, because you know, it seemed like he, he was doing pretty well, and then just all of a sudden he's in the hospital, and you know, then he's gone. He blamed it on cigarettes, you know. Yeah, well, he smoked for years. I mean, he, he was able to quit, but you know, the damage had been done. Yeah. He, um, as a matter of fact... Um, I, after I heard, I went back looking through his tweets, and one of them uh, that he said on there was, "If you, if you know, if you had ever thought about smoking, don't." He, he was. He, this is this is when I guess um, he had just gone into the hospital for something. He went in, he got out, but then he went back in, and he never came back out. Uh, you, you know, James Doohan died. And that one was, I mean, you know, that's Scotty, okay? But it's not, you know, one of the things that happened with that one was people were saying, well, you know, he was a red shirt, he finally died. Okay, I, that, that was bothersome. But, you know, in a way you say to yourself at that time, that these people are getting older and, and that's going to happen. One did. And then DeForest Kelly died. That one sort of hurt too. But for some reason, the two big names... William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, you just sort of think of them as always being there. And as soon, yeah. and, But the thing about it is, is, think about this, as soon as Leonard Nimoy died, I started thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I, that means, that could very well mean, unless George Takei dies, yeah. 
first. I'm which, never going to die, Matthew. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that he's right now saying, oh, no, it's not me. Uh-uh. But, you know, that means, I mean, think about he's gonna it. Live out, he's going to outlive Shatner. <laughs> well, that could be. I don't know. He's he's He seems to be, as, as far as I know, he's in good health. But then again, as far as I know, William Shatner's in good health, too. Yeah, he seems to be. Yeah, he's. He, in fact, he was on the move the whole time, the weekend that uh, that Leonard Nimoy died. The controversy was that he was in, here in Florida for a charity thing. He actually did make it back to California the day of, but he was still too late to make it to the funeral. Oh, really? But he was. But he was, um, you know, able to be with people, members of the family, and stuff that day. And my thing was, is, you know, I really, I'm, I'm, if for everybody who was concerned and kind of upset about that, I, I don't think that Leonard Nimoy would have minded one bit. Not because, no. not because, I, I don't think that they were having any problems with each other at the, at the end, or I don't really think in, in the long run that they had real problems. I think that that was just a way of, you know, oh yeah, you know, we had these, these issues with each other. Oh, of course they're all going to say that. That keeps them in, in the, in the public eye. <laughs> You know, but and I don't think Leonard Nimoy. I don't think it would have bothered him if if he couldn't make it. Especially considering that he was, you know, the charity thing was meant to raise real money, real dough, and he does this all the time. William Shatner does, so I don't think I think that they ought to leave him alone about that. It, it did finally tone down, but boy, did they really let him have it on Twitter over that. Well, I mean, you have to think of it this way. I mean. I mean, I think Shatner and Nimoy were, were friends, obviously, but it's not like they were going golfing every weekend. I mean, they, they were co-workers who just maintained a relationship, probably out of necessity, you know. But we, we don't want to transfer the, the friendship between Kirk and Spock over to, to Shatner and Nimoy either. Yeah, they but were better. They, you know. they, they, were, they, they had a long-term working relationship. They apparently got along well. Um, yeah. You know, they weren't fighting. As far as I know, they weren't like fisticuffs on the set every time they showed up. You know, they no. they always knew that, you know, they could if they had to, they could get away from each other. But then but then again, they had different things that they were doing all the time. It's not like they can be together all the time and no. be like good friends, show up and have a beer or whatever, you know, after you know everything's over with. That's just not how that kind of life works anyway, whenever you're an no. actor. So. I, I would, if it was me, I would give, and it is me, so I'm, I'm, I would give William Shatner a pass on that. Yeah, but uh, it's not as if he didn't show up, you know. Well, it's not. It's also not as though he didn't care, you know, because <laughs> he was kind of tore up about. Yeah. I can't be there. I've, I've got this thing to do down here where people are actually expecting me to be there. That was the, the kind of kind of point behind, you know, William Shatner's here. You know, this is how we're. One of the ways that we're raising money for this, you know, so yeah. I just I just leave him alone. But yeah, that, that was one thing about Comic Con that was pretty cool. Just within that couple weeks, uh, people had already been like making shirts and hoodies and things with Nimoy's last words on. And, uh, oh yeah, that what, was it the last tweet. Yeah, the last the thing tweet. about the garden life. Yeah. Is li- life is like a garden. You can have some perfect moments, but you can't make them stay. Yeah. Only in memories. That was that was his last tweet. Made me remember that, you know. Now here, I might add this into the podcast afterwards, but you know that he also used to do these record albums, 
they're not like the William Shatner album where it was basically yeah. him sort of miming. He, Leonard Nimoy could kind of sing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just the one... You got to put it in. You got to put it in. Yeah, and it's not just the one with the Bilbo Baggins song. That's not actually the, the stuff that I'm thinking about. Because I had an album that it actually had that song on it. But it had a couple of other ones that, well, still, you know, after, you know, here it is years later, they're kind of come across as profound. You know, because he's talking about things about himself that now that he's passed away actually has some impact. I search for tomorrow Among the ashes of yesterday Fragile and gray, I blow them away And look for a spark To light the dark of tomorrow For in my search I seek a meaning that is buried somewhere in the bones of dreamers who have walked upon the earth I've got to find a reason Why was I born? What am I worth? But anyway, now I'm trying to blow... <laughs> I was kind of hoping that this wouldn't happen I had that feeling sort of back for me, so... Well, but, let, me, let me interrupt you then Because I think please. we need to explain our bump music Explain the bump music? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I used the uh, Hatsune Miku's Popipo song, which is actually a song about vegetable juice. I figured that that's got to happen. That's got to happen at least once because Angel Repair Jutsu. Which did you see that I put in the show notes what it would be if if you actually said the name of the show in Japanese? Angel Repair Jutsu. No, no. Tenchi no Shuri Jutsu. Yeah, but there's also another little extra bonus in the bump. Uh, at Comic-Con, I got to meet with uh, Trina Nishimura, who does the voice of Mikasa on Attack on Titan. And she also did the voice of Mari on the rebuild of uh, Ava. And totally got her autograph, and she was totally willing to do a bump for us. And in the future, we may also have a, uh, a bump from Bryce Pappen, uh, Brooke is the voice of Aaron Yeager on Attack on Titan. And possibly, I'm not going to say there is, not going to say there isn't, there may be a little a little collaborative effort between Angel Repair Juice and Bryce Pappenbrook. Just saying it's a possibility. Ooh, that would be that would actually be cool. Yeah. Those that's a that's an interesting group of people. One of these days we'll do a show about about talking about a little bit of the history of how um, some of these names they've been in been in it for a while now, and they they work their way through the years. Doing we were talking about this before. In fact, this would be a good way to segue into the Knights of Sidonia review, which I'm not sure how to present that either. But uh, you know, some of the of the voices that were used the the uh, the English voices. I was telling you about when you go to um, Netflix to watch that. They have the original Japanese track, but the English track isn't bad either, because they have some of these names that have been around for a while. Some yeah. of them, a few, in there, and uh, these are people that actually care. Um, there are some people that some some of these shows get done and they sound horrible because you can tell that they hired people who don't care. But there are a lot of people who do, 
and it's nice whenever you get a nice round set of cast like that to actually do one of those programs. Knights of Sidonia was one of them. Did I suggest you watch Knights of Sidonia? Yeah, is, is that how it worked? Okay. Uh, you explained it as being a cross between Battlestar Galactica and, and Robotech. And at that very moment, I was like, I've got to see this. Because I absolutely love Battlestar Galactica. I mean, I totally binge-watched all of that show last year. And I also like, uh, well, uh, I like the Macross saga part of Robotech. You were right. That, that, that was a good analogy there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many elements of this show and so many elements from other shows that I like, even like Evangelion, which is like my all-time favorite. But yeah, I mean, this is like the kind of anime I want to see. I, I hope they'll start pumping out more stuff like this because it was amazing. Probably some of the best anime I've watched in a long time. The writing was just, oh man, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So there's your review. Everybody watch Knights of Sidonia because yeah. Henry said so. Yeah, you need nothing more than what I just said. <laughs> no, no, I watched it too. As a matter of fact, um, I used it as a... Um, it was it was the same weekend. I, I act, had actually watched it before, so it was a little bit of a fib, but I was on Radical Grace Radio. It was the same weekend that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey came out. And I said, instead of wasting my time going to see that, I, I what I did was I bin, binge watched Knights of Sidonia, and it was still a better <laughs> and it was still a better love story than Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. But now here's something you got to tell everybody: beginning next month, the second season of Knights Knights of Sidonia comes out. Now, let me let me set this up a little bit so people who so Knights of Sidonia. I'm already sort of googling that. I wonder what that is. Well, one of the things that you're going to find out, and at first might turn you off is the fact that it's done by a company called Polygon Digital and the entire show, all of it is computer animated but still looks like an anime yeah. which is which is a nice thing because how, does it take you very long Henry to uh, sort of go oh, well this is just like any other anime uh, uh, well, you see at, at first you go oh, yeah, yeah, but the, it seems to either grow on you or it gets better one of the two, but I don't think it matters. I, I mean, I could tell it was all CGI up front, and usually I hate CGI in anime, especially when they combine like traditional animation and CGI. I just deplore that. But um, it was so fluid, and they, I mean, they kind of they they made it look like a shell uh, shell shading cell shading. Um, and that became big in the, the, the 80s. Like You see that in movies like Akira. That was big. And it kind of gives it that a look, um, kind of a weird three-dimensional. You, you just know it when you see it. And I think they, they totally made it look shell, uh, self-shaded. That's a tongue twister. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I kind of got over that just because it was so fluid. And it was so clean, so... Yeah, well, it wasn't distracting. That's that's no. what what happens in some of these things is is the the animation gets, you know, it's the, the way they animate it winds up being distracting. Yeah. But it's a it's little not, bit like they go, well, no, wait a minute. There's a way in which animation is supposed to look, hand animation. Now let's do that 
instead of try to make it look like you know today's uh, I hate to do this but it's the only example that probably people can think of is a, a Disney computer animated extravaganza like we get yeah. instead of trying to do that and then cell shade it let's do some animation that makes it look like it sh- like they belong together yeah, and there's and that company's starting to get pretty good at that. They're they're starting to get really good at doing that. That's nice, um, especially considering in a couple of a couple of more shows from now, I want to talk about animators um, and how they're abused in in uh, in Japan anyway. And something's kind of got to be done about that at some point. But that's for in the future. So Knights of Sidonia is done that way, and it did well enough in Japan. Japanese people don't really care much for. Um, that kind of thing either but for some reason they did like Knights of Sidonia well enough for it to be rated well enough and liked well enough for them to go ahead with a second season and that one starts next month yeah uh, like I said I hope this will be a trend because I mean you think back to the to the 90s and someone in the early 2000s uh, there were tons of anime that were kind of geared towards Americans. Uh, some of them, like, just specifically, I take, like, Dragon, that was totally made for Americans. Um, yeah. No, the Big O. Uh, Adult Swim actually carried the second season of that. But a lot of them were sci-fi. And a lot of them were either just kind of did so-so in Japan. Some of them, like, totally failed in Japan. But they did great over here. And... It, it kind of becomes apparent that what Japanese people want to see and what we want to see are two different things. But That's actually you know, true, yeah. I mean, hopefully, if shows like Knights of Sidonia keep uh, getting popular, that you know, there'll be a, a trend away maybe from some of the, the high school shows and the Moe stuff into, like, real anime, or at least what I consider real anime. But that's kind of what that company wants to do, that Polygon Digital. Um that, just I'm going to do this twice, I guess. I might as well since since it came up. Um, the program that's going to end next week. That gone. It's been 26 weeks. They're on episode 26. Sanzukono Musume Ronya, which is Studio Ghibli's first TV show. They partnered with Polygon Digital to do the animation because they couldn't figure out a way to be able to hand animate at the same quality that you're used to from a Studio Ghibli film. And you guys is sort of right at the beginning. There's sort of, well, I can tell that it is, but here it is. Once you get to about episode 12, it might as well just be hand animated. They're actually doing really well. And mm. and that one is actually a departure from anything else that's on, on Japanese television or any television anywhere. It's just nice. It's just nice to see this kind of thing that, like, you just went into a theater and now it's this extravagant kind of really deep-colored, beautiful-looking scenery and stuff that you would normally have to wait four or five years to get, and here they are able to get it, you know, inside of this 26-week period. I mean, lots and lots of work went into that, and I'm, I'm kind of impressed by it. Me, the guy that says, oh, they should be doing more hand animation, this is actually good, so I kind of like that. I mean, I guess it's all about the aesthetic and whatever way, you know, however you can achieve the aesthetic that people want to you know, want to see but, but yeah I guess there is an art too in, in the hand drawing that not that, that going to like be you know the art of hand drawn anime and manga is going to be extinguished if 
everyone starts doing CGI, but well, manga made... wouldn't, I don't think. You're no, saying, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I suppose you could do it though, CGI. Well, the thing is, is that if if for manga, I mean, I can already see how a lot of people. I mean, even our comic books that we're doing over here. If you go to um, you know a bookstore and you find comic books, now just about all of the artists are now working on touchscreen computers, you know, with a stylus. You know, that's that's how they're doing it. Um, it saves on paper, but it also fixes it so that they can collaborate with people from long distances. Whenever you look at, um, you know, some of these comic books, you'll see that they have two or three people working on the same, you know, one person writing a story, another person doing illustrations, another there's a person doing uh, coloring and things like that, all in different parts of the world, you know, because they can shuffle it around. So they're, they're I guess you could say it's CGI, but it's not really CGI because they're still, they still have to draw. <laughs> you still have to grab the, the stylus, stick it to the thing, and and start drawing. So, and 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 the the documentary that I saw, where you have these animators at Polygon Digital, they know how to draw too, and and you know some of the the subtlety of that would normally be where someone's flipping the pages and saying, okay, I want that eye to go up, you know, like this, and he brings the pages down, flips them, and then races it a little bit and fixes it. You know, the process winds up being pretty much the same. You watch these guys working the, working it, and that, that was an awesome scene where Goro's talking to him, saying, "Nope, you got to change this because this is she's not angry enough. This character's got to be ang- angrier. Got to be no, no, she looks sad. I don't want that." You know, <laughs> and he's and he's actually taking it, drawing it out for him, saying, "I want this. Do this." You know. <laughs> draw this you know put that in there and he's like okay so they got back in there worked on it showed it to him said that's better that's better but you know (laughs) 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 that was good i liked that see that shading on the upper on the uh, the upper lip i'm not kidding you you you're sort of kidding but that's actually what that part was like it was like no i need that that little bit right there that i don't want that get that out of he was even telling them about these trees are moving too quickly Stuff like that. You, you got to change the speed of the trees. They're going the wrong speed. You know, you know, they're just they're not galloping here. They're just going along on the horses. You know, just slow that down. It was it was awesome to watch him do that. So, there's they're they're working it. That's what's interesting is watching them work out how to continue a tradition, just in, just with a different medium and just with different tools. That was that was not that was nice to see that, you know, they're not just abandoning everything. You know they're they still have all of the storyboards and stuff all over the walls and and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I mean if you think about like old anime from like the eighties. Well, I think, I think of Robotech because that one was particularly horrible um, because you have I mean obviously different animators. And then there would be scenes like where the animation, like you know, just like characters and like huge things they look nothing alike and. Um, like no consistency at all. So I mean, I think in that regard, like the, the more CGI stuff you have, you're definitely going to have a better chance of being uh, consistent on like uh, the, the more minor details of, of the characters. You know, it's like little facial things or um, just small like embellishments on their uniforms or whatever. You know, 
Yeah, that was what I noticed in Knights of Sidonia, that you know, one of the things that you can do in a computer is you can put textures on things. And they, they use these subtle textures on things like the uniforms or whatever, because otherwise it would just be like a solid white, you know, on, on sort of the uniforms, but they're not always like that. There's the, and, and the battle damage in the, in the uh, in, well, I'm going to use the standard thing, you know, in the Robotext that they have, because maybe our audience might not understand. I can't, I actually can't write this second, remember what they called them. Um, I feel bad about uh, that. Um I was thinking it was a generic term. I want to say I heard it in other anime. It, yeah, I think it is, but I so, can't remember what it is now. Void or something. Yeah, void, battle void, or I don't something know. like that. I don't know, but but the thing is, is like the the battle damage and stuff. You could see that it's that that's consistent. You know that they got hit here, and then later on, of course, oh, you can still see that, but yeah. it doesn't. But it doesn't look like you know this. It, it looks like it's animated you know just that old-fashioned kind of animated look you know it doesn't have that uber some of these uh, later macross um tv shows had had uh you know this sort of i don't know the the the, the robots look too smooth you know they moved too well the, the robotics of it was like too perfect you know but in this one there's you got this sort of edgier kind of movement to them. It was, I liked it. It was good. It was just well, I, exciting. I like that was that was the thing that was really got me. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta watch the next one. Yeah. They kept yeah. I gotta watch the next one. <laughs> In fact it's gonna kill me trying to watch this next season because it's gonna be one episode per week. I'm not gonna be able to yeah. binge it. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna drive yeah, it's me a, nuts. It's a binge show, that's for sure. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna persevere. I'm gonna I've learned to do that. I have been taught by the masters. I'll be able to do it. I promise. I almost sounded like Kirk there for a second. You need to, like, get on that. Get on what? Well, I almost sounded like Kirk just now. Oh. You shouldn't let me do that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so we reviewed. The, okay, in in other words, it's been a long week, Matthew. I know, I know. You were telling me about a while that. to get with things. Yeah, you were. To, well, you're a little spaced out, but that's fine. We'll be fine with that. So, Knights of Sidonia. If you haven't seen it and you've got Netflix, look it up now. Get get that binge watch it before, because I I don't see where anybody's going to be streaming this yet. I don't know for sure if it's Netflix is going to do it. I think it may be. I can't imagine why they wouldn't do it. It was successful the last time. I can't imagine why they would do it. Why they wouldn't do it that way again. So sometime soon, maybe down the line, it'll be on Netflix and you can grab that one too. Um, but it is good. Now, the spring season begins. The spring season, I've, I've got five of them here that I think everybody ought to watch. I'm just going to, you know, a couple of them. One of them is Knights of Sidonia. It's called Battle for Planet Nine. You'll know what Planet Nine is if you've watched the first one. I don't want to spoil too much, but you know, there's actually a a plot in there. This is why I say it's a better love story because you, Henry knows what I'm talking about. We have no idea where that's going to go. That's like a creepy, weird thing going on there. But you need to. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> that they're going to bring this to something. They've got to because I I want to know what's going to happen. Well, I think because they've already done it in the manga, so 
if you. Uh, but I'm not gonna read the manga. Not when it's in that kind of. I want to do that. <laughs> I hate spoiling things. You know, I people go, oh, you could go read the. You know, no, no, don't do that to me. So I'm not gonna do that right now. Like now with this first one. Now any of you guys out there that are Haruhi Suzumiya fans, you've got to be all over the disappearance of Nagato Yuki-chan. You've got to. If you're not, if you're going, well, I don't like the way it looks, forget about the way it looks. You never know how it's going to look until you've actually watched it. So run run with it. Besides which, it needs to look a little different because it's supposed to be happening in sort of other version of reality. So you ought to be all over that. Old Henry over there salivating over Knights of Sidonia. But also, I also put in there yeah. because there's a bunch of stuff happening with Ghost in the Shell. Besides the whole American version that's supposed to be coming up. Um, I don't know what to think of that yet. Yeah, I haven't heard much about that recently. Like they, that, that kind of boomed and then died. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, maybe if, it, if they ever get something, um, you know, something other than they're going to make an American version. Because they've said they were going to do that before. And it just didn't pan out. So... You know, just because they say they're going to doesn't mean they're actually going to. However, there's a number of things happening with Ghost in the Shell. Besides a, a TV show, there's also movie versions planned. So I'm not certain yet how that's supposed to work. Because on the one hand, one person reports it as being straight up a TV show. Another person reports it as being a TV show plus movies. So you have to watch the TV show and then go to the movies and then go back to watch the TV show. Now it's not like mm. anyone, it's not like anyone in the United States is doing that. Hello, Marvel Universe, um, but <laughs> maybe that's where they borrowed it from. Now here's they be recap movies. Say what? Could they be recap movies? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking that it's more like what's going on with Marvel's Agents of Shield and the Captain America movies and. Uh, well, all the movies that have been happening with that, if you s- sort of watch them in, in the right sequence, you see this larger story. I think yeah, maybe that's what they're maybe that's what they're doing. But wh- but the way I understand it, though, is that the movies, whenever you walk in to watch it, on your way out, you're able to buy a DVD of it. Oh, really? Yeah, they've, I've already seen that. That's well, that's good. true. Uh, so. I can't Should we get on that over here, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's the thing. They do that in Japan. That they they actually do that. You can on your way out because the way I guess the way they have the queues set up, you go in one way and you leave another way. So you buy your huh. tickets, you go in and watch the movie, and when you're coming out, you can get the DVD. I mean, it seems like that's the no-brainer time to be selling a DVD, right? Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, to me, it is. Really? But you know, huh. so Ghost in the Shell. That's going to be streaming someplace, I'm sure. I just don't know where yet because I'm sure that everybody's working on the licenses behind the scenes. Hopefully Crunchyroll will get them. We'll see what happens with that. But I think the the sleeper hit of the season has got to be, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Because I don't know if it is or not. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought yeah. of it. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this to find out the answer. It looks, the, the from the preview that I saw... It looks a little bit like Sword Art Online. The, the, the sort of look, not a copy, 
but you know, but I guess because it's happening in a in a world where there is dungeons to explore and things like that, sort of like Dungeons and Dragons, maybe. Um, but I just never, I've never considered the concept of picking up girls in a dungeon before. I've just, I don't know how that would work. So that one and Wish Upon a Pleiades, which was actually a web series at first and now they're making it into an anime but hey so, speaking of things that never made it over here man so when i was a comic-con um I, I can't attest to the legitimacy of this product but i bought this awesome dvd of soul pilemon okay and this okay. There, in the 70s there was a marvel license that it was a television series of a japanese spider-man Okay. So now say that title again. So Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, even like the even the cover. <laughs> uh has yeah, yeah. Okay. So So you saw these there and I had to get them. You had to get them. I I just had to. Um like I said, I can't attest to the legitimacy of the product, but oh man, it's it's amazing. It's like Spider Man meets Ultraman. Oh it's, really? It's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Spider Man meets Ultraman. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Maybe you'll have to just like you'll have to do this at some point in the podcast before the ending. Is just look it up on YouTube and get the first part of the theme song. Just play it. Because it's just put it in the podcast for our listeners. Because okay, to me, I'll see if, I'll see if I can op- do that. It's the ultimate opening. It's amazing. Oh, it's ultimate. Uh oh. Okay. Well, we'll find out, won't we? It's okay. even more amazing than the Amazing Spider-Man because he's Spider-Man. Okay. Now, oh, like Super Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No, that isn't why. That's that isn't why. Maybe, maybe there's a play on words there. I don't know. Well, I I don't know. I've never heard of it before. Actually, maybe I yeah. have, but I'm just like drawing a blank on it. Because I'm I'm sleepy too, and you're sleepy. So why don't we get busy and wrap this up? Next time on Angel Repair Juice, since Sanzuka no Musume Ronya is almost done, that's Ronya the Robber's Daughter, um, there's only one more episode, and after that I'm going to be doing some sort of a, a re- actual full review of the, of, of the story, and it's been really good. I'm, I'm actually surprised, because you know there are, there are a lot of shows out there that really fall flat, I mean, really fall flat, but somehow or other, the the Ghibli magic comes through on this. It just it's it's hard to explain. So I'm going to be doing that. What do you think you might do for the next show, Henry? Well, I'm going to try to be um, more coherent and awake. Yeah, I mean, I just haven't had the time to watch any anime here recently. You know, just been too busy, which is a shame. Because there's a lot of good stuff out there. I, I like I've bought so much stuff I need to watch. It's, it's like ridiculous. Oh, you have a pile too, huh? 
Oh man, yeah. It's we so all nice. have a pile. <laughs> yeah, there's only just more time to watch anime. The world will be such a better place. Yeah, actually, uh, if there was only more time to be able yeah. to watch more anime, the world would be a better place. No, 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 no. No. If there was only more time to watch anime, the world would be a better place. <laughs> I'm going to have to come to one of these Comic Cons while you're there just to see yeah. that. Yeah, Do you, you stay you in character it. the whole time? I, I've i done it before. Then the people who take photos with you get kind of upset. So They get Some, upset? Why? Yeah, they're like, okay, man, okay. <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I know. Of all the things to get upset over. Okay, so that's it for Angel Repair Juice this week. My name's been Matthew Pancake. He's been Henry Volk. And let's talk real quick about going to Facebook and finding the Angel Repair Juice um, group there. There's a number of people in there. We talk about some things. We I do things like I did this morning. So I'll just leave this here. You can go find out what that was. Um, you can do that. What's the uh, What's the email address there, Henry? You can contact us via email at www.angelrepairjuicepc at gmail.com. It's actually not www. It's just angelrepairjuicepc at gmail.com. Yeah, and PC stands for? Podcast. Podcast. That's the easy way to remember. PC at gmail.com. And there's also, we also have a website. Um, it's the Angel Repair Juice at WordPress. We put that up. We're still this because because I'm sort of busy and because Henry's sort of busy. This is a slow ramp up, but it's actually better for it to be a slow ramp up than it is for a fast one because a fast ramp up can actually cause a show to crash and burn. So, so we're still we're still thinking about you know all these bits and pieces, but actually doing a show that's something we like doing. So go and yeah, listen to it. Yeah, this is thir- this is the actual actually the third show, so there are two other ones if you haven't heard them. So go back and listen to those, and we'll listen to well you guys come back and listen to us next time on another edition of Angel Repair Juice. Yeah, it's